This episode is powered by Poddex. Poddex are unique interview questions and episode starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So whether you're a new podcaster or existing broadcaster looking to grow your audience and have more meaningful conversations, you're going to want to check out Poddex. Now, if you want to get 10% off your order right now, you can go to poddex.com and type in coupon code, what's the code? Larry21. Yes, that's the code. Check out poddex.com. Take your podcast to the next level. Welcome to the Talkin' Texas Rangers podcast, where we dive into the latest rumors and news surrounding Texas Rangers baseball. Welcome to the Talkin' Texas Rangers podcast. I'm your host, Larry Lease. Today we're diving into the latest headlines from around Club Life Field. But first, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Game Time, for sponsoring this episode. If you're looking for the best place to find Texas Ranger tickets or tickets to any type of event, concerts, shows, you name it, Game Time is the place to get your tickets. Check, check them out today. Use the link in the description to help support the show. And now on to our first topic. Our 2022 in review continues with Adolis Garcia. Only one hitter improved his team's chances of winning more often in 2022 than Adolis Garcia. You can disagree me with me if you want, but I have stats on my side. According to baseball, Adolis Garcia had a WPA plus of 14.7 in 2022, second only to Aaron Judge's WPA plus of 18.9. If you're unfamiliar with WPA, it's short for win probability added. It's a cumulative stat that reflects each time a player improves his team's overall chance of winning the game. Say that Adolis Garcia hits a two-run homer in the first inning of a scoreless game, he likely improves the Rangers' chances of winning by 10%, and his WPA plus increases by one-tenth of a point. In other words, Adolis Garcia added 1,470 percentage points to the Rangers' chances of winning games in 2022. With 100% being the maximum odds they can have in any one game. Does this mean that Adolis Garcia was a 14.7 war player in 2022? Or the second best hitter in all baseball behind only Aaron Judge? Not necessarily. Although Rangers fans would certainly love if that were true. There were a few caveats. First of all, there's a difference between WPA plus and overall WPA. A player's overall WPA also factors in WPA minus, which is any time the player's performance decreases the team's chance of winning. Garcia had a WPA minus of 12.1 in 2022, which was the 10th worst of any hitter in the league. Interestingly, Marcus Simeon's WPA minus was the lowest among all hitters in the league at minus 13.2. While a low WPA- isn't necessarily a good thing, it's also a reflection of how often the player was on the field. Baseball is a game of failure, and even the best players are going to come up short. Each player in the bottom 10 of batting WPA- had at least 550 plate appearances in 2022, 
and nobody in the bottom 50 had less than 500. Even with Garcia's WPA minus, he still finished in the top 20 in the league in overall WPA 2.6. For comparison, he finished with the same number as six-time All-Star Freddie Freeman and with a higher number than MVP finalist Nolan Arenado. Once again, this doesn't necessarily mean that Garcia had a better season than either of these players. Garcia's war of 3.5 was tied with Matt Chapman and Yandy Diaz for 62nd among all position players. What it does tell us is that Garcia moved the needle for the Rangers in 2022, especially in high leverage situations. That's what's unique about WPA. It can give you a picture of how players are performing in higher leverage situations. A first inning home run with the bases empty may only add a few percentage points to a team's chance of winning. A late inning home run with runners on base when your team is losing will drastically impact the overall win probability. Garcia had 19 at-bats in 2022 when he gave the Rangers the lead, including three during the seventh inning or later. His walk-off home run against the Nationals on June 25th increased the Rangers' chances of winning by 37, by 37% and added .37 to his WPA+. He also added .36 points on May 26th with a double down the left field line that scored Eli White and gave the Rangers a 2-1 lead. This came less than two weeks after he hit a three-run home run off of Ryan Brazier in Boston that broke open a one-to-one tie and gave the Rangers a three-run lead. The Rangers' win probably increased by 34 percentage points as a result of this hit. What's even crazier to think about is that there is still room for improvement. Garcia is only now entering his prime and just completed his second full season in the big leagues. Not only did he improve many of his key counting stats in 2022, such as hits, doubles, average, RBI, and stolen bases, but he also raised his WPA plus by nearly 2.5 points. He also decreased his WPA minus by 0.8, despite the fact that he had 37 more plate appearances. The question now is what 2023 could have in store for El Bombi. Could he earn another all-star appearance? What about a spot in the 30-30 club? The sky is the limit for a player who knows how to show up in the biggest moments and who is well positioned to be a key contributor for a contending Rangers team in 2023. Before we move on, give us a thumbs up if you like our video, subscribe to the channel, and hit that bell notification button to be notified of future videos. And let us know your thoughts on Idolis Garcia. And now on to our next topic. Nathaniel Lowe is now a silver slugger. Talking about icing on the cake. After a breakout 2022 campaign from the Texas Rangers first baseman, Nathaniel Lowe, which saw him slash 302, 358, 851 with a career high 27 home runs and 76 RBI, the 27 year old captured one of American League's highest honors, a Silver Slugger Award. Silver Sluggers are awarded to the best hitters at each position in both the American League and National League. Lowe takes home the Silver Slugger at first base in the AL and becomes the first Ranger to win a Silver Slugger since Adrian Beltre in 2014 and the last first baseman to do so. Would be Mark Teixeira, who went back-to-back -back in 2004 and 2005. After an offseason of rumors regarding Lowe's status as the first baseman of the future for the Rangers, that even included rumblings of the team pursuing current Atlanta Braves first baseman Matt Olson in a trade. 
It's now become clear that Lowe is a core building block for the Rangers going forward. He was arguably the best hitter on the Rangers this season and provided a high level consistently so his silver slugger is well deserved. In a 2022 season that ultimately went bad for Texas, it's incredibly satisfying to come away with at least some league-wide recognition for one of the key members of this team. Though teammates Marcus Simeon, Corey Seager, and Adolis Garcia all finished as Silver Slugger finalists at their respective positions, Seager was also an AL All-Star in 2022, representing the Rangers with lefty Martin Perez. With his Silver Slugger in hand, Lowe should begin commanding, commanding respect as one of the top first basemen in the American League, if not in all of baseball. And after swinging a deal with the Tampa Bay Rays to acquire him back in December 2020, the Rangers can safe, safely say they've come out ahead in that one. Sure didn't look like it at first, but the payoff has been nothing short of rewarding. And now on to our next topic. Texas Rangers have kicked off the hot stove season by acquiring Jake Odorizzi. Didn't take long for Chris Young and the Texas Rangers to start their offseason. Last Wednesday, they made two moves to address their pitching staff. First, they picked up Jose Leclerc's $6 million option for 2023. But the bigger news of the night came when they completed a trade with the Atlanta Braves, sending Colby Allard back to Atlanta in exchange for Jake Odorizzi and cash considerations. Regarding Leclerc, there was some debate heading into the offseason if he had shown enough to warrant picking up his option for the coming season. He missed most of the shortened 2020 season and all of 2021 with a shoulder injury and then underwent Tommy John surgery in April 2021. He came back in the middle of June and became one of the Rangers' late-inning relievers. He showed the same velocity he had shown back in 2019, used his changeup more, more this season than any other season in the past, and he stayed away from hard contact. He showed good control despite missing almost two seasons. He was someone that closed games but also it could be counted on to be able to go pitch multiple innings as well. He'll likely be back in a late inning role in Bruce Bochy's bullpen in 2023. But of course, the bigger news. In sending Colby Allard to the Braves in exchange for Jake Odorizzi, Atlanta will send $10 million to the Rangers. Rangers will then be on the hook for $2.5 million for one season with Jake Odorizzi. That's a great deal for a quality veteran pitcher who has a shot to be in the opening day rotation, while flipping a pitcher who never contributed much to the Rangers in Allard. Jake Odorizzi spent 2022 pitching with the Astros and then the Braves. He was traded at the deadline to the Braves in exchange for a lefty reliever Will Smith. Odorizzi spent all of 2022 starting for the Astros and Braves, then placed on the IL after being removed from a start in May due to tendon and ligament damage on a play he made running to cover first base. He was out until July 4th. He proceeded to make five starts, and two of those were seven-inning no-run starts against the A's on July 10th and the Mariners on July 31st. He was then traded to Atlanta to help Houston shore up their bullpen. Odorizzi has a five-pitch mix with a fastball that he pitches up in the zone with. He threw the cutter more this season than his other secondary pitches. He also throws a slider, split finger, and curveball. At this point in his career, he is, more, he is most likely a guy that doesn't go through a lineup, 
much more than two times. I don't see that changing with Texas. I think they're going to make sure to not expose him more than they need to. They will want to, They will work to keep him healthy and make sure he can pitch through September and hopefully into October. Trading for Odorizzi is just the first major move of many move of many Texas is looking to make this offseason. It's a strong first trade for Texas and helps solidify the back end of the rotation. There is likely more trades that will be made in the coming days as the Rule 5 deadline approaches on November 15th. And the Rangers try to make room on the 40-man roster for the players who are Rule 5 eligible and free agents that they will look to add in the coming days and weeks. Overall, I would say this is a great A deal in that they traded a likely roster casualty in Colby Allard got a good pitcher back and will only be responsible for $2.5 million in salary for Jake Odorizzi next season. Let us know your thoughts on this um, trade. Leave a comment in the comment section below. And on to our next topic. Predicting the 2023 opening day rotation. There's no doubt quality starting pitching was one of the Rangers' biggest downfalls last season. The Rangers ranked 22nd out of 30 teams with a cumulative 4.22 ERA. Additionally, Texas pitching issued the fourth most walks across the league and placed 24th in whip with a 1.34. The Rangers haven't had a winning season since 2017, which has led to growing frustration from fans and ownership alike. This is a big reason why Texas Rangers owner Ray Davis has given GM Chris Young the green light to increase the payroll for 2023. Texas only has $80 million guaranteed for 2023, which is over $60 million less than last year. This means management has $60 million to spend this offseason to match 2022's payroll, not including any extra money the Rangers could likely spend. With a star-studded free agency class and money to spend, the Rangers are primed to make another splash this offseason. That being said, this is my early prediction for the Rangers opening day rotation. Number one, Jacob deGrom. Sure, this may sound like a pipe dream, but so did signing Corey Seager. He's regarded as baseball's best pitcher, and it was recently announced that deGrom chose to opt out of his $30.5 million contract for 2023. He's a two-time Cy Young Award winner, and boasts a career 252 ERA and 155 ERA plus. In the nine seasons he's been in the pros and has consistently shown why he's a perennial Cy Young contender. The main concern teams have is that Grom can be considered injury prone by some, but that didn't stop the Rangers from going after Seeger. Number two, Clayton Kershaw. Dallas native Clayton Kershaw was close to signing with Texas the last offseason, but chose to pursue a World Series with the highly talented Dodgers. With LA being eliminated in ALDS, more and more people around the league believe there's a significant chance he'll be in a Rangers uniform in 2023. Even after 15 seasons, the 34-year-old lefty is still one of the most dominant forces on the mound. Ultimately, it will be up to Kershaw to decide if he'd rather stay loyal to the Dodgers or come back to his home state of Texas. Me, personally, I could see him come back home, play a couple of years for uh, Texas, and then perhaps uh, play one season in L.A. and retire. And number three, Martin Perez. He was signed last offseason 
Perez was a breath of fresh air for the Rangers in 2022. He had a breakout year, posting the best ERA of his career and making his first All-Star game. Perez has stated numerous times that he loves playing in Texas, and it seems the Rangers have mutual feelings as both sides have reached contract and agreement. Number four, John Gray. Gray signed a four-year, $56 million deal with Texas last offseason. In his debut season with the Rangers, the 31-year-old righty battled multiple injuries while also showing flashes of, of success. Both of these reasons factored into John Gray posting an around league average season in 2022. Going into 2023, the Rangers will hope that Gray can capitalize on the flashes of success he showed in 2022. Number five, Dane Dunning. 2022 left Ranger fans desiring more consistency from the right-hander as Dunning posted an awful 6.14 ERA in his last month of the season. This came after Dane tossed a one-hit, seven-inning shutout against his former club on August 6th. Dunning has never been a pitcher that blows away hitters with velocity, as he mainly relies on his breaking stuff to fool hitters. The 27-year-old righty needs to prove his old-school method of pitching can work regularly in the big leagues or this could very well be his last season as a Texas Ranger. And now, give us your thoughts on the topics we covered. Um, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, and if you want to support the show, you can buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash ttrangers. Your support helps the channel grow, upgrade our equipment, bring a new host, pay them, and hopefully take this show on the road. As always, thank you so much for watching and listening. We will see you next time. This has been the Talking Texas Rangers podcast. Let us know your thoughts on the topics we covered by tweeting us at TalkingTXRangers or liking us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Rangers. As always, thank you for listening and go Rangers.